We pick up at the bottom of 66, Samachvav Amudbet, 66b, with the Mishnah. Miyikra Yushalayim, Hayumelavin Oto Ad Sukarishona. Talking, continuing with our uh, the Azazel goat that gets sent out. Uh, the, the, the noble people uh, of Jerusalem would go and uh, lead uh, a company, uh, this, this person leading the goat out, the Ishiti, uh, until the first Sukkah. Uh, they, they, they set up different uh, Sukkot, different booths uh, on, along the way, and this was the first one, and they would lead him out over there. And uh, the Mishnah says, Eser Sukkot, Mishalayim Vad Tzok. There were 10 different uh, booths uh, on the way from Jerusalem until he came to the place of the cliff uh, where he's going to push the goat off the cliff. Um, and you say, Tishim uh, Ris, that uh, total of 90 Ris between them. And what is the Ris? Shiva Mechta Lakol Mil. Seven and a half Ris uh, for each uh, mill. Uh, and and therefore there are twelve. Twelve times seven and a half uh, comes to ninety, uh, and that's uh, what we are, are talking about here. A distance of twelve mil. Now uh, a, a mil is two thousand amot, and uh, two thousand amot is uh, going to uh, be the uh, what's known as the tchum, uh, the amount of of uh, uh, area that a person has got uh, around uh, him, or his, at least his town, uh, before he's he can't go further on Shabbat. So that's going to be become important uh, uh, coming up so just to 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 realize that there are uh, you know this um uh, 12 mil distance. Now, for sukkah, uh, described each and every sukkah, Omrim law, they say to this uh, person, uh, this agent that they have sent out uh, with this goat, Hare Mazon, Hare Maim. He has water and here is uh, um, food if you want it, if you are feeling weak uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, you, you feel the need to eat. Uh, well, here is, uh, you know, there is food and water available. And they accompany him from Sukkah to Sukkah, except for the last one, uh, because they can't go beyond that uh, to the Tzuk, uh, to the cliff. Uh, it says, uh, they stand from afar, and they see what he does to make sure that he does it, uh, his, his job accordingly by pushing the goat off the cliff. There, there is suggested as to why they would have to do that because what uh, they would be able to do is uh, they'd be able to uh, wave to each other and uh, and you know it would go back the message would get very back uh, quickly very back very quickly to the temple uh, in order uh, that the service in the Beit Hamikdash could then uh, proceed. So what exactly do they have to watch? Mahu uh, What does he actually do? Uh, he takes the this uh, strip of uh, crimson wool, uh, and this is probably not the same one that uh, he has used uh, in in the temple. Remember, we said he had tied it between uh, the horns, so this is probably another one. But it could be, it may be the same. We're not one hundred percent sure uh, exactly what what it is, and. Uh, uh, he, he takes it and he divides it in half and he puts half, ties half to the horns and he ties half uh, to a nearby rock. And uh, it says, and he pushes the goat backwards. Uh, and it, uh, it gets pushed backwards and it falls and, uh, and descends. And it uh, goes back even halfway down the mountain. It's not like a, a steep cliff that just uh, drops to nothing. It's like jagged and uh, you know, bumpy uh, cliff. 
course at a, you know a steep angle but a, a sloping angle as well and and therefore it gets uh, torn apart um, limb from limb uh, you know limb from limb it gets torn into different as limbs get uh, stripped apart and, uh, and and torn up destroyed limb by limb and he then goes back until the last uh, booth uh, until it gets dark uh, and uh, and then only afterwards he goes home and uh, it says that his clothes become impure uh, the verse uh, says that uh, he his his clothes uh, become impure uh, and it says uh, when does that happen uh, different opinions uh, as soon as he gets out of the walls of Jerusalem uh, that's the Tanakama's opinion Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon says Mishat uh, from the time he only only the time that he actually pushes uh, the goat off the cliff as well okay and uh, and and uh, that's you know so different opinions as to to when that happens right as he starts off on his journey only once he starts uh, much closer to actually completing things uh, you know that's the difference of opinion over there all right so the Gemara now picks up Tanur uh, we learned in a brighter Rebbe Ma is the first opinion of how many uh, booths there were, how many Sukkot, and he says uh, there were ten Sukkot uh, along the way, and uh, and then the last one, uh, the the from from ten to twelve mil, uh, the the Ishiti had to walk alone. Uh, that was Rebbe Ma's opinion, uh, and uh, Rebbe Huda. Omer uh, Rabbi Yehuda says no. Tashu Sukkot ve'esemilin. No, there were nine booths, and it was only ten mil. Uh, the, the the distance from Jerusalem to the uh, uh, the the the, the tzuk, the cliff. Okay, Rabbi Yossi Omer. Rabbi Yossi says chamesh Sukkot v'asra milin. He says there were five uh, Sukkot over there and ten mil. Vayukulan aliday eruv. And you can get to it via an eruv. As we mentioned, uh, the the distance that a person uh, is allowed to travel from his what's defined as his home base on Shabbat uh, is two thousand amot, which is one mil, uh, and therefore, uh, what uh, well, that's why all the other rabbis, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, had said that you can go up to a maximum of one mil uh, from sukkah to sukkah. Uh, that's that's how uh, they would, uh, uh, you know, that that's uh, the 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 ability for them to go out uh, and they would escort him uh, you know that they could go up to their limit their 2000 amount would go there uh, Rabbi Yossi says actually uh, what you could do is construct a situation uh, where there were actually uh, five uh, different uh, booths okay and what you would do the people of Jerusalem uh, would go out uh, there the first mill uh, and then there would be a sukkah there and then uh, what what could happen is that 2000 amot from that sukkah one mill afterwards uh, people could have placed an Eruv. So the people that are waiting at that first uh, Sukkah uh, could have placed an Eruv, another 2,000 amot out, which means they could travel 2,000 amot uh, to the place of their Eruv, and then beyond that, another 2,000 amot. And uh, that's where Rabbi... Uh, um, Yossi uh, would put the second uh, sukkah, and the same thing with uh, the third sukkah, it would be uh, two mil away from the other one, and then two mil 
away from the other one. So according to, to Rabbi Yossi, uh, you would put it at, uh, um, you know, one, three, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, five, seven, and nine. Uh, that's how uh, he would do that. And uh, uh, he's really s- supposedly going uh, like uh, Rabbi Huda, uh, which, which says there were only 10 mil. Uh, so he would just put it at the end of uh, the you know, one, three, five, seven, and nine, and that's how you get only five uh, Sukkot, and and you said you would join it with an Erev, um, and uh, and that's it. So everyone could could walk as long as they uh, each of those people escorting the Shit uh, would make sure that they would have put their Erev uh, two thousand amot, one mil beyond where the Sukkah would be, uh, and therefore that means they could walk to their Erev one mil and beyond their Erev another mil. So that that's that's how they uh, could do it. Okay, uh, that was uh, um, Rabbi Yossi's opinion. And now I'm a Rabbi Yossi. And Rabbi Yossi said, uh, commented about that, uh, once we're talking about Arabs, Sakli Elaza Bani, my son Elaza, uh, told me, and now there's some discussion whether he's, uh, whether he's actually arguing with him or maybe he's just uh, constructing a theoretical case. Uh, maybe he's just joking with him. He says, if you want to do the Arab, Im Alida Arab, he says, if it's doing it via an Arab, Yecholni, uh, I could actually work out uh, a way uh, that uh, a person could walk, uh, you know, 4,000 uh, amot uh, from his uh, thing. He could actually cut out uh, two of the previous uh, huts that we had. Uh, so what you would have is a, a situation whereby instead of... Um, the people from Jerusalem uh, would walk out uh, 2,000 mil. They would put, uh, I mean, um, uh, 2 mil, uh, i.e. they would put an Erev at the, uh, at the one uh, at, at the one mil, mil mark, and then they could walk another mil. Uh, so they would get to uh, 2 mil. Uh, the, the sukkah itself uh, would be standing at uh, 4 mil, and uh, uh, the, the, the people at the, uh, at the 4 mil uh, mark uh, would walk back uh, 2 mil. Uh, to meet the people uh, at you know when they when the, the people at two mil uh, they, they walked back two mil uh, the people had walked out of Jerusalem two mil so they met them there uh, they could walk them all the way uh, to the uh, uh, to the to the sukkah and then other people uh, would uh, that, that the sukkah would uh, change over and they could walk another two mil uh, to where their Erev was put uh, or the one mil is where the Erev was put and then another mil beyond uh, that the Erev becomes their center of uh, um, living uh, and then also the, the same kind of thing uh, with a with a sukkah placed at eight mil uh, the, the people could walk two mil uh, back to meet these other people at six mil so that is how uh, in theory you could construct it uh, and just have two Sukkot so not that that was actually seen uh, as, as, as a real option but we're just uh, throwing it out there in terms of if you really wanted to rely on the idea of Erev uh, you could actually get to just two Sukkot all right and that really would be um uh, the way you would do that. Okay, uh, the Gemara says, "Command Nazar Ha'ad Tanya Chutz Me'achron Shebehen Shelo Higia Imor Latzuk Ela Omeid Merachok for Eta Eta Masav." The Mishnah, uh, you know, or the Brata actually that said uh, that they would lead him all the way except for the for the last person uh, that would not uh, go beyond the last uh, Sukkah. He would just wait in the last Sukkah and watch the person from afar. He stands from a distance Merachok for Eta Masav and he sees. 
what he does. Command Karibi Meir. That goes like Rabbi Meir, because Rabbi Meir says uh, he doesn't use the concept of Erev. Uh, in this instance, he says you, there were uh, 10 Sukkot, and uh, you go out to each Sukkah, and then, but from 10 to 12, uh, which is um, another 2 mil, which is 4,000 Amot, uh, that couldn't be walked by one person. Uh, as we said, he doesn't use an Erev uh, concept, so he has to wait at the 10 mark, and you go watch the person walk beyond there to uh, the, the 12 mark, and uh, where the cliff was to throw it off the cliff. Uh, and at every single sukkah, said the Mishnah, uh, they offer him. Uh, they say to him, There's water and food for you uh, if you want. In Tana, uh, we learned, No man ever wanted, uh, ever took them up on their offer. Uh, you can't compare a person who's got bread in his basket, literally, uh, to one that does not have bread in his basket. In other words, what they are, are talking about psychological uh, perspective, psychological uh, understanding is that um, if you have no food available to you, uh, then you, you get uh, very worried and very concerned that you're not going to uh, be able to have food and that starts worrying you and troubling you psychologically uh, and you can't get your mind off it. Once you know there is food available, you start calming down and actually you don't even need uh, the food. You say, listen, there's food there uh, that gives you enough comfort but you might you uh, you aren't you're not worried about it and as a result you are able to 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 do without it. All right, uh, there is uh, a Yerushalmi that uh, you know also mentions the the, the concept of uh, you know the the Yitzhora only wants what it can't have. So if it's if it's there and available, uh, then it's not even a Yitzhora anymore. That you don't have the inclination uh, for this uh, for the food for the water. All right. Um, Quoting the Mishnah again, Mishai Ose, Cholek, Lashon Ze, Shel Zahorit, Mahaya Ose, what does he do? Cholek, Lashon Ze, Zahorit, he splits the scarlet wool. Okay, um, and he divided into two. Venikterai, Kula Besela, we ask, why don't you tie the whole uh, scarlet thread to the, uh, to the, um, to the uh, the stone, Kavan the mitzvah besir the mitzvah really is to push the goats off the cliff. Dilma kadim umalbin. What's going to happen? As we're going to see, there's going to be a miraculous. Uh, uh, event that occurs here is that it, uh, it turns white uh, and symbolizing the forgiveness of the sins. We're going to see the Pasuk in a second. But uh, what happens if it, it might turn white? Immediately Hashem could have accepted uh, the Jewish people's uh, uh, prayers, confessions, and stuff like that in Shuvah, and uh, it would already turn white. And then a miatva data, and the person is would you know, have his mind settled, and uh, he wouldn't actually push the goat off the cliff. Uh, so that's why he uh, ties it to the horns of the goat, and he has to watch. Uh, uh, you know that the, it comes white as he pushes the goat off the cliff. He has to try and see uh, that the the scarlet thing, uh, the scarlet thread, turns white. Uh, so as he's so busy doing that, he as he's so busy looking for that, uh, he's. Um, he knows that he has to push it off the cliff. So Gemara says, "Venikterei kula bein kornav." Why do you have to divide it? Uh, surely you should tie it uh, all then to the goat's horns. Nizimlin the megamish lay lereisha. The goat might turn its head. Velav adata, and then you won't ever know whether it's turned white or not. All right, San Rabbanan Abrata was taught. Berishona hayukoshin lashon shel zohorit al petach ulam mibachutz. What they would do is tie. 
a uh, this uh, strip of um, uh, scarlet wool uh, to the entrance of the ulam uh, outside, uh, and it says, uh, you know, to, to, to show the people, uh, the, you know, the efficacy of their prayers. He'll be in, and then it turned white. They used to be very happy uh, that because their prayers had been answered, their tshuva had been accepted, uh, and they had been forgiven. Velo he'll be However, if it did not uh, turn white, if it stayed red, hayu at savim, then they'd be very sad and uh, and uh, you know very uh, ashamed, uh, embarrassed of what uh, had gone on. Okay, um, so what they used to do then, uh, instead of doing it outside, is to not cause uh, you know distress to the people. Uh, they would put it uh, inside. They would tie it to the ulam, uh, but inside the ulam, where only kwanim could go. But people used to uh, go and uh, and and peek around uh, and uh, and see what was going on. Uh, and he'll be in hayus mechin. And if they saw it white, then they'd be very happy. Loyal be in hayuatzavin. And if not, uh, it hadn't turned white, then they'd be very sad. Uh, so therefore, he kinu shayu koshin oto chetzio baselo vechetzio ben karnav. And as a result, they used to tie it to the uh, the the horns of this uh, the goat uh, for Azazel half to the horn half to the rock as we have described okay I'm Rav Nachum Ba Papa Mishum Rabbi Eliezer Hakapar he says Brishon are you Korshin Lashon Shazrit a Petach Ulam Bifnim he would just he gave a different um chronology here he said originally uh, they would uh, uh, tie the uh, this this uh, string this the scarlet string uh, inside uh, inside the ulam and as soon as the seer got to the midbar uh, to the desert um, and uh, then then it would turn white and then they knew that the mitzvah was done uh, and, uh, and the pasuk in uh, the first chapter of Isaiah says even though your sins uh, are as you know like scarlet uh, like this crimson uh, it says they will become as white as snow okay so that is uh, what they um, uh, you know th- that is what they saw and and, uh, and that is why they were happy so that that's what uh, uh, that's what they're basing everything on uh, is that it, it is a sign of forgiveness all right the Mishnah continued it wouldn't even get halfway uh, down the mountain before it got dismembered. Uh, what is the, the status of these uh, limbs? Uh, are they able uh, to uh, are you able to get benefit uh, from them uh, at this stage? Rav uh, Shmuel Rav and Shmuel disagreed about that uh, and one says it is fine to get benefit from these limbs Vakadamar Asurin, one says it is forbidden. Amanda Amar Mutarin, the one says that they are permitted. Addictive Bamidbar. Bamidbar means you send a goat away to the Midbar. In the same way, uh, the Midbar is uh, free, it's not a restricted property. Uh, then it, uh, you, you know, it, it, uh, it means it's, it's able for anyone to go into. Amanda Amar Asurin, Dictive Gezeira. The word it says, Eretz Gezeira. It means something that is really uh, cut off uh, or prohibited. Man, uh, and uh, and uh, the one that says uh, it is. Um, uh, you know that uh, it is a Amar Asur in the one that says it is Asur. Ha uh, Midbar, 
So what does he do with Midbar? There's other Rav Oshmo, which was just not sure who said what. Uh, what does he do with Midbar? Uh, he says, no, Midbar Le Kiritani. He needs it for the following discussion. Hamidbara, Hamidbara, Bamidbar. Okay, uh, it, it says at uh, different times, you know, in, in, in the various Pesukim uh, and uh, in various verses, uh, and it says it different ways. Rabot, Nov Givon, Shiloh, Obeit Olamim. Right, Nov and Givon are one, uh, considered one thing. It's all the different places where uh, the temple or the Mishkan was. Uh, Shiloh, which is another place that has stood for 369 years, and Beit Olamim, uh, the final temple uh, where it was. And we see the mitzvah of <clears throat> all of these, uh, the, the mitzvah applied at all of these times, even though it might not have been a permanent temple. All right, so the Gomorrah says, uh, what about the other opinion? The one that says the, uh, uh, the, that it is permitted to use uh, these limbs of the Seul Azazel after it is died. Uh, what does he do with Gezerah? Uh, you know, surely that implies a prohibition of sorts. Uh, he needs it for the following. Gezerah uh, really means uh, to, to cut something up uh, and and therefore, you have to send the goat away to a place where the rocks are, uh, are, are you know, standing up and they are, you know, sticking out and things like that. Also, another way of understanding, uh, that's something that uh, breaks apart uh, and falls, okay, which is uh, exactly what the goat does when you push it backwards off the cliff. Uh, another understanding of Gezerah uh, and the way we often use Gezerah. Shema Tamar, Masa Torahu, you know, you might think that it is a Gezerah, just a decree. Uh, you might think it is a meaningless uh, type of action, uh, but doesn't mean anything. Tamar, Ani Hashem, the Pasuk says, uh, I am, I am God. Ani Hashem, Gezalti, I have made the Gezerah, I have done, made the decree. And you've got no right to question it. In other words, I'm telling you to do this. And even though uh, you might think that it's very strange to, you know, on, on the whole earliest day of the year, uh, we somehow uh, pushing goats off cliffs uh, you know, and, and, and doing stuff outside the Beit HaMikdash uh, and uh, uh, doing these very strange actions, you might think it's very odd uh, and therefore uh, you know, you've got no right uh, it's, it's, why, it's my uh, decree, says Hashem Alright, Amarava uh, and Rava says, uh, you know, to try answer this, he says, Mistabra, uh, logically, command Amar uh, Mutarin. We say that it actually should be like uh, the the one that says the bones are Mutar. Why? Because when the Torah says you should send it out to the, the Midbar, uh, it is not done to cause a stumbling block. Uh, and, you know, once the person has pushed it off the cliff, he's done what he needed to. Uh, and therefore, uh, if those things remain forbidden, uh, then any Anyone, like hiking through the desert at a later point in time that picked up this bone would now be liable uh, for something and you know how is he to know it's a totally innocent act uh, that he is doing and uh, and therefore as a result uh, you would you would put him in a in a situation whereby he uh, would have committed a sin uh, inadvertently, and that wouldn't be right. Okay, Tanur Rabbanan, uh, Azazel. Now we, we, we get on to the actual meaning of Azazel. Sheyeh az vakashe. It is strong and hard. Okay, uh, and Yachol, uh, Yishuv, uh, you might think it is in a settled area. Tamudomar, Bamidbar, it is in the wilderness. Minayan, the Shebatsuk, how do you know it is in uh, this, this uh, cliff uh, area? 
it has to be via cliff. Tamud Lamar, Gezera, it means uh, the landscape is cut up and sharp. Tanya uh, Edach, we learned also, Azazel, Kashesh Shebarim, and as, uh, you know, and, and the word uh, like El, as uh, Azel, is like the, you know, very, very um, strong uh, mountain. Vakain Huomer, it's Ele, Haaret Lakach, they took the mighty ones of the land away. Okay, so that uh, the strong ones, the powerful ones, uh, is uh, the, the the word uh, with uh, L, Aleph, and Lamed. Tanid um, Rei we learned in Rabbi Shmuel's Yeshiva Azazel Shemachaper Amase Uza Vaazael. It atones for the sin of Uza and Azael, and these are the uh, the fallen angels. Uh, just right at the end of Parashat Bereshit, uh, just before we get to Noach, it says uh, the children of of uh, of, of the, the sons of God sinned with these uh, with these women, uh, the daughters of man, etc. And uh, it would seem that there's some kind of uh, sexual impropriety uh, going on here. And um, and also it could be uh, that uh, the, you know that there could uh, some kind of connection over there between uh, sexual improper sexual behaviour uh, and uh, the azazel you know depositing seed in a place that is uh, incorrect uh, is also like sending a goat out to this uninhabited wilderness. It's not a uh, uh, where it should be and, uh, and things like that. Okay, and also uh, that is also possibly why uh, we read uh, these um, uh, sins of of sexual of, of a sexual nature on uh, the Mishnah. I mean, in uh, in the afternoon, Mincha of Yom Kippur, not Mishnah, but Mincha of Yom Kippur, we read about uh, forbidden sexual relations uh, about that. So you know, may all link in. Okay, uh, to that. Uh, all right, Tanu uh, Rabbanan, we learned a, a brata. Uh, it says it could mishpatai tasu. The pasuk says uh, you should do my mishpatim. Um, uh, are, are things that are, are uh, um, uh, laws, uh, but it's laws that are easily understandable. The Reim Sheil Malay Law Nichtavu Din Hu Shichtavu. You know, the, if they wouldn't have been written, we could have worked them out and uh, written them ourselves. What are examples of this? Vayluhein Avodah Zorah Idol Worship, which is uh, you know, fairly self-evident uh, according to the Gemara. We may you know think so, but you know Idol Worship, it's it's obvious uh, that you should serve Hashem. You know, open your eyes and look at nature and everything. Like that, and see how the world works. Avodah is a is a perversion of that. Gila riot, sexual immorality. Also, it's it's obvious if a man has a wife, then you shouldn't go and. Um, uh, disrupt uh, that relationship it is not the right thing to do uh, and also uh, also murdering someone that's it's obvious that's clear that uh, that is not a um, proper behavior at all so we could have uh, worked it out gezel stealing as well uh, uh, and, and, and cursing Hashem it says blessing Hashem uh, but it really talks about cursing uh, that, that's what it means it's a euphemistic way of saying uh, cursing <clears throat> so all of those things uh, uh, would have been obvious. That is uh, how uh, normal societies are, are based, uh, that you, you're not allowed to do any of those things. So, you, you know, a society even without Torah uh, should have figured all of that out. 
um, in you know, in parentheses here, we see that actually in other places the Rambam does mention that uh, um, Gilai riots are actually sometimes uh, defined as a chok, which we're going to define now, uh, and uh, it's actually a statute. In other words, it's got no understanding. So there might be different types of uh, um, arayot that uh, are uh, um, you know th- that are confusing. For example, uh, um, that says a man uh, can um, marry his niece. Um, but a nephew can't marry his aunt. Uh, a nephew marrying his aunt would get courage. Uh, and a, a man marrying his niece, uh, it says, is is even encouraged uh, to it. So you know, there are there is an element of uh, um, non understandability even when it comes to gilai riot. Okay, and uh, and that is that. All right. Ve'et kukutai tishmoru. The pasuk continues, and you should uh, keep my statutes. Uh, and that's why this is here. The rim shea satan mashivalem things that the satan. Uh, says about them and uh, uh, the, um, the the nations of the world as well. Uh, they challenge uh, the Jewish people about that. For uh, these they are achilat uh, chazir, you know, eating eat, not eating pig. Uh, the forbiddenness of a uh, of chazir. Uh, you know, why would that be? The the pig has got one, uh, op- you know, uh, it's got cloven hooves. It just doesn't chew the cud, so it looks uh, kosher. But you saying you can't eat it? We're not sure why. Okay, levishat shatnets. Uh, Wearing shatnets, uh, shatnets is wool mixed with linen. You're allowed to wear wool, you're allowed to wear linen, but you're not allowed to mix them together. Chalitza uh, at Yavama, uh, doing chalitza uh, on a Yavama, also no, you know, not uh, uh, particularly understandable. Vitarat uh, Matsura, uh, the process of Tarat Matsura, as we've seen uh, the last uh, you know, a couple of days ago, uh, we saw uh, that exactly what you do there the different sprinklings of blood and oil uh, and, and things like that. That is also not something that anyone, even in a, in a thousand years, would have come up uh, with that procedure. Okay, Sarah Mishalach sending this goat out to Azazel, very, very strange type of things, no logical uh, basis for them, uh, and uh, and therefore you might think that, you know, what's going on here? It's, it's, it's absolute nonsense. Shemotmar, Masa Toohem, if you say they are um, meaningless and, uh, and, and, and nonsense, Tamulomar, the Pasuk says, Ani Hashem, I am Hashem. Ani Hashem, Chakakti, I am Hashem, who, who carved these in, literally, uh, I, I made these statutes. And you've got no right uh, to go and question. I'm telling you to do it, and uh, quintessentially, uh, that's what you have to do. Uh, is it like a chok? Uh, it's a chok. The idea of a chok is, uh, you know, doing something uh, that. Um, you have to do, even though you don't understand it. All right. Um. Uh. The uh. The the, the last part of the um. Uh, Mishnah said, "Matai, matai begadim." Uh. It says, "When does the clothes of the person that's uti uh, become impure?" Tanravanan. We learn a brata hamashalach matai begadim vayna shalach ita mashalach matai begadim. Uh. The person who's uh, you know actually the ishiti, uh, the pointed person, his clothes become tamay, uh, but uh, the person whose uh, clothes who accompanies him uh, from sukkah to sukkah, uh, their clothes do not become tameh. You might think that as soon as he leaves the walls of the courtyard, uh, he becomes tameh. It means he has to be sent off, uh, and uh, means that he doesn't. He has to have started uh, his on his on his journey. You might think that it's uh, right in you know towards the end until. 
until he gets to the actual cliff itself. We add an extra vav before uh, as well. So how Kate said, how do you resolve this? As soon as he gets out, the walls of Jerusalem. So he's on the way, but he's not nearly there yet. And that was Rabbi Huda's uh, opinion over there. However, uh, Rabbi Yossi says, Azazel, uh, it says the person that sends the, the goat uh, to Azazel, he has to wash his clothes. He says, now, uh, as we saw in the second part, the, the second opinion in the Mishnah, uh, it means that his clothes are... Um, until he's got uh, to the actual cliff. Oh, sorry, there's actually an, uh, a new um, uh, statement because we had Rabbi Shimon uh, who's coming up next. Uh, so this is another time. Until he gets to the cliff, uh, that's when his clothes become tame. That's Rabbi Yossi's opinion. Rabbi Shimon, uh, as we had in the Mishra, it says the, uh, the one that uh, you know, sends uh, the guy to Azazel, he has to wash his clothes. As um uh, it's only when he throws it, uh, uh, you know, and uh, uh, you know, properly, you know, head first uh, down the the cliff, uh, that that's uh, when his clothes become tame. All right, so we see the, uh, the 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 Mishnah gets expanded into these three opinions uh, over here, uh, you know, with uh, Rabbi Yossi, uh, Rabbi Huda first, and then Rabbi Yossi, and then Rabbi Shimon. Okay, we will uh, leave it there for the day. Uh, and uh, pick up tomorrow with uh, the new Mishnah, uh, the last Mishnah uh, in the uh, in this. Actually, it's the second last Mishnah in the Perik, but it is the last Daf uh, of uh, the Perik. And um, yeah, and uh, everyone should have a great day. Uh,